0: Welcome and thank you for joining us on the Sandy Pars podcast, your source for in-depth discussions about the world of golf for the amateur golfer. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. On this episode, we preview the 2022 US Open and do a mid-season check-in on our 2022 bowl predictions. Stay tuned after the break. Welcome back to the Sandy Pars podcast, episode 67. We're your hosts, Randy Duran and Ryan Munoz. Uh, on this episode, we're going to talk about the U.S. Open and do a mid-season check-in on our bowl predictions. It's been a uh, it's been a, a crazy week going into the U.S. Open. Um, with you know, it's kind of been overshadowed by the Live Tour and stuff. And I don't want to really give too much legs to that. But uh, really excited this week to see some golf. The course looks great.
1: Yeah. Um, I I thought Brooks said it best on Tuesday. Um, it completely took away from the focus of U.S. Open week on Monday. I was, I was pissed. I'm actually glad that we're doing this today as the U.S., the first round of the tournament's going on um, because it, it just, I don't know, the whole thing seemed very overblown. Um, I mean, you know, we'll touch. It was a great weekend for the PGA last week. They had the big stars out in the final group, right? Yep. The live tour kind of. I I watched a little bit of it. Um, the time gap for it didn't really make, you know, it just didn't work out for me being able to watch it. Right. Uh, from what I understand, they had some, you know, production errors and stuff, which is to be expected. Um, but the live tour is what it is, right? Uh, it's It's more of, you know, exhibition style golf the pga owns the world rankings pga and dp world tour own the world rankings right so yeah they're they, they won't be able to world rank so you're going to need to either have exemption or qualify for certain tournaments if you want to play in them um, right and that's what it is and that's what you sign up for when you want a shitload of money this is clearly this couldn't be any more about money than, you know what I mean? It's like, cut and <laughs> yeah. uh, and yeah, so, it's a hundred percent about money. It's, and I, I thought John Rahm, John Rahm on Tuesday also put it very well. Like, you know, I don't think, he, I think he said it best. Right.
0: Yeah. He,
1: now he's different. He's not a guy that's struggling to keep his PGA card and needs to earn $800,000 on tour to stay on tour. Right. That's right. where the live tour becomes much more enticing and, and looks, looks, looks great. Uh, he's got all the money in the world. He's not playing. Like, you know, he said, he's like, dude, I got to retire today and not play golf and be 100% fine. I play golf for prestige and because I I want to be the best golfer in the world.
0: Right. And he wants, he wants to do it in a format that's been going on for over a hundred years too. Yeah.
1: And and I mean, dude, there's, there's things like this in every sport. There's tons of basketball players. There's probably, we got the NBA finals tonight. There's probably five players combined in both teams do not like playing basketball, right? They just yeah. do it because they happen to be whatever six ten and really athletic, and it's just a means to make millions of dollars. But when given the opportunity, they're going to jet. And so, uh, I, I don't think that we're not even going to touch on the politics of all this right. garbage. I, I but uh, it's a money grab. If you want to go get paid, go get paid. Uh, I do think I will say I think the PGA tour is a little concerned because I've never seen Jay Monahan at the Canadian open before and uh, with an open monologue on coverage like that before.
0: I want to, I want to interject and I don't mean to interrupt yeah. you because you brought up Jay and, you know, we've seen Jay Monahan throughout, you know, the years or whatever sparingly. And it's been these canned, you know, interviews really buttoned up and everything. Um, he sure looked like Phil was right about him the way when he came out and, and just his whole, you know, attitude when he was being interviewed there. Yeah. the whole like trying to play the morality card and whatever. And we don't, we don't even need to get into that because he had so many other legs to stand on other than that one. Like you just brought up the official world golf rankings, the prestige playing against the best in the world. Literally, you can stand talk on. Talk
1: about the guys that are playing on Sunday. You got JT Rory McIlroy, Tony female going off. You got Justin Rose that almost shot a 60 or that shot a 60, right? Right. Talk about that. Like, yeah. do you, uh, I here's where here's what's going to be interesting and where I think why I think the PGA tour is uh worried and then I'll let listen to what you got to say and we'll hopefully just be done with this for a little while. W- what's going to be interesting is do they get does the live tour go after They've got the big names. Now, if you're smart and on the live tour, you're going after the guys that this, that young buck that just won the corn, his second corn fairy tour. So he automatically got his PGA card. I'm going to pay that guy all the money in the world and say, dude, you don't need to grind out there and worry about making your, you know, 850 K or 900 K your first year. Cause I'm going to pay you five mil for four years. And yeah. and then you can, you can make Charles Schwartz just won three mil uh, mm-hmm. over the weekend. Right. And so they got to be worried when that happens, right? Because then the PGA is starting to lose. If those guys start going over, they're starting to lose their next, you know, what keeps the PGA so, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Prestige, prestigious, right? Yeah. It's the best golf in the world. It's the best players in the world that are constantly coming up, right? Every year we see right. guys that are just, where did Sam Burns come from? Where did Scotty Scheffler come from? These guys were nobodies two years ago. And now they're you know all over the place. So right. I'm curious to see what happens in like in that sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I think that's why the PGA is so worried. But uh yeah, and then I want to listen to what your thoughts are on that, and then let's move on and talk some more. Yeah,
0: yeah, totally. Um, my, my thoughts on it are this. So and I I've said it many times. The PGA tour needs to do a couple of things, and they could totally snuff out the live tour w- without a doubt. What they could do is get the majors in line, make sure that the majors, if they can get a couple of them, like if they can get with the Royal and ancient, if they can get with the PGA and if they can get with the U S open and be like, okay, you know, you can only give exemptions to guys who play on the tour. Everybody else has to qualify. For example, if they can do that with the majors, they're going to have a stranglehold on, on what these guys are banking on DJ DJ, Brooks, when he leaves, I, uh, I, that's another thing we'll get into. Brooks uh, is for
1: sure leaving. He's yeah.
0: leaving. Uh, you know, uh, Phil, all these other guys, they're banking on playing in those majors along with the Live Tour for at least the next five years. Um, so I think if they can get them in line with that, secondly, the official World Golf rankings, if they can keep that just between the, the PGA Tour and the DP World Tour, that's going to help take care oh, of that too
1: they are are. because they own they own the world golf rankings right excellent they they set them all up
0: okay next and the last thing that i will say is um god it just it just slipped out of my mind um oh man god this is annoying um well if i think of it i'll I'll bring it up but it should but basically is if they can get all those guys in line it's going to take care of itself the oh i remember now and so what these guys aren't realizing is the 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 players own the tour the pga tour right they're they're um they're independent contractors but they I, are i was part gonna of the say tour. they
1: don't really own it because technically they're contractors
0: but they all get to vote and do all these things yeah. you know w- within it so uh but for the dp world tour these guys are all under contract for five years they have to play in these events for five years unless unless they break their contract. I I'm not trying to get into the morality of it, but I wouldn't want to be trying to break any contracts with the people they're doing business with over there. So it's going to be interesting to see like, Hey, so say this thing's about to die or people are starting to really realize that, Hey, this probably wasn't the move. Are they going to play out, you know, the five years uh, DJ is going to be what, like 41, 42 years old. When that comes around, Phil's going to be absolutely done playing. Probably he'll be 55. Um, the guys you gotta look at look at are you know Brooks yeah, Kepka, your, your uh, Taylor, Taylor Gooch, who's on yeah. there
1: the uh guys like that. Yeah, the younger guys that are on there. Um, I mean, I don't know. I I, I think as a whole, you know, it, it they 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 didn't have the bet to me from what I saw, the the first live tour event looked a little bit rushed to get together. Uh um, right. I, I mean, assuming that they have all the money in the world, which it seems to be the case. Yeah. They'll get the production and all this stuff together. So I think it's gonna be a good product down the road. Um, yeah, you know, it's just it's a different cup of tea than regular standard golf. So I mean right. that's uh all right.
0: I think that's enough live live tour. Let's uh, chop that up and put it in a Sam's night and uh,
1: I agree we'll call Bill. it a day. I, I can't tell you, especially like in casual people that like know I do a golf podcast, but don't like listen to us and stuff. Yeah. Like I got clients that don't care about golf asking me yeah. about it. I'm just like, oh, I'm tired of just talking about this. Yeah,
0: me too. Me too. That's all we talked about yesterday, too. Um, all right. 2022 US Open, defending champ John Rahm. We got it at the country club in Brookline, Massachusetts. Course is playing at 7254 yards par 70. Um the Country Club's a pretty got a pretty cool rich history. It was uh, started as a 6-hole layout but was, yeah. was extended to 9 holes by Willie Campbell, a Scottish golfer who became the club's head professional. Um became one of the 5 founding members of the USGA in 1894, which is huge. Um let's see. Uh it was expanded to to 18 holes after the Royal and Ancient essentially set that standard. Uh Francis Oh yeah did you see the Francis we may uh story that they were playing this week I thought it was really cool no. So this kid grew up across the street from the country club and they were having the US Open there and so he didn't even know about the tournament until like a short period before the tournament was even played uh qualified or signed up for it and then ended up beating like the best golfer of the day I believe it was uh Clyde let's see what was his. I forget what his last name was but um He ended up beating him and winning it. And he grew up across the street. Like the house is like a, is, is now like a historical landmark and all this stuff right across the street from it. So, uh, it was Gil Hands who is going to be redoing Olympic club here, their, uh, their ocean course and, um, uh, renovating the lake course. He actually did the restoration for the entire course uh, recently in 2009. Nice. And it's also hosted 16 USGA championships, including three US Opens.
1: Yes. And so, never man. hosted many US amateurs as well.
0: Right. Tons of them. Um, and then, yeah, so the, it was a collaborative design. Uh, the 19, 1893, the first six holes were done by a committee, including members Arthur Hunwell and Robert Bacon. And then... Uh, William Flynn designed a third nine, which is called primrose. And they kind of use that some of those holes for, for this course here. So yes, really, really interesting history. There isn't like just like one person that's been responsible for it, which I think is kind of different than we, than we usually see. There's usually an initial architect. You'll know, have a more modern, modern architect come through and, and renovate everything and restore, uh, restore things to their, you know, uh, initial design. So I thought that was really cool.
1: Yeah, I mean it's a pretty old school. It's a pretty old school type track.
0: Um, Yeah, I mean one of six founding members of the USGA.
1: And watching it, you know, right now and today, again, obviously we're what we're recording this amidst the first round. uh, It's you know the last old school track U.S. Open was uh, Wingfoot, and we saw the bomb and gouge um, prevail there. But I I I think the USGA has made a strong stance that they will not allow the bomb and gouge to win yeah. another usga championship uh that's
0: probably why bryson defected you know he's like you guys uh, are gonna make all these rules against me i'm gonna go over over to live anyway we're done talking about live but that's but, probably why, you why no, deve-
1: it, it's a cool looking course um the tree lines i think is what's really prohibiting a lot of the bomb and gouge you're not gonna right. be able to get anything out of there these guys in the afternoon got hosed with this wind um, right now that we're watching, but right yeah, at, it's, it's, it's definitely got some teeth. I, I don't see, you know, I don't see anything over, I don't see double digits under par winning this thing.
0: No, definitely not. Uh, I think that it, well, just looking at the, the course, the green seem really slopey. They've been posting a lot of videos of watching balls. Like you, you can land it in a particular spot and you could watch it roll all the way off the green, 30 yards back into the fairway. Yeah,
1: there's a lot of crazy runoff.
0: Right. Tons of runoff. So I think, you know, somebody has a really good short game is going to do well. Bomb and gouge isn't going to work here, period. Just looking uh, at the lines of the courses uh, of the holes, it's pretty prevalent that the, that's going to be a little bit difficult to do. Um,
1: well, and just look at the putting, leaderboard board right now, right? It's, it's, it's a lot of aside from Rory, everyone that's in the top eight right now that they got on here is not a real bomber um, they're much more accurate off the tee. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. This this is going to be fun. I like, I like seeing minus three up here as leader in the clubhouse on the first day. Um, yeah. Uh, Rory too. He had, he had a hell of a
0: round. Unfortunately he bogeyed the, um, the 18th hole after he made it a ridiculous par save. He was in a bunker, uh, ball above his feet. Hit into another bunker. I know I some, yeah. And somehow got up and down from there.
1: I don't know how he did that. Nice to see a little a pro going bunker to bunker. He's and then and then he hit the shit out of the bunker too with his club. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He up. beat nice. he beat it to uh, death. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, another thing that I was just looking forward to is kind of seeing Phil back in action, DJ back in action. uh just just because those are those are those are draws. Those are
1: guys I want to see play Bryson's out there somewhere. Um, yeah. <laughs> Phil, Phil getting a lot of love from the fans, um, which I like to see as well. Uh, I think most golf fans are still going to love Phil Mickelson. Uh, I understand he's going to lose some, yeah. but uh, I, I, you know, I, I think most, again, most golf fans are still going to like Phil. He's, he's got his haters
0: already. People who still dislike him from the, the tiger era jack uh and they're gonna they're pretty much gonna poo poo anything that he does he can't do it any right so yeah. this was just another excuse for them to kind of pile on yeah uh and then uh that's one thing i was looking forward to was was seeing the the fans reaction to these guys so i think if someone's a, a phil fan they're not going to really care what he's doing at this point he's it's, he's already done what he's going to do on yeah. tour that you know He's not in the prime and of his I mean, career. He's not going out there to win every tournament anymore. No. So it's unlike you see a guy like Bryson or or DJ where you're like, okay, th- these guys are, I get, I thought in the prime of their careers, um, they have a chance every week. Yeah. So it's a little a little bit different in my opinion between those guys.
1: No, I agree. Um,
0: what else we got here? The only thing I really got is uh, what are the chances when the live guys wins it? I know we've been talking too much about that, but I thought that would be a really cool storyline if somebody won.
1: Yeah. I, I thought maybe Louie had a chance, but he's playing like like dog crap right now. Um, yeah, and seeing, then, I mean, anyone else? Maybe I mean the Dick Bland magic. Perhaps we could have got <laughs> it again, but uh, yeah, I didn't expect. I did not expect Phil to play well this week. No, um, I, I didn't think expect in. Bryson to play well. And I want. I don't. I don't like to. You know, fade DJ. But I wouldn't be surprised to not see him excelling this week either. Yeah,
0: he's they're they're all going to finish, or if they could choose, they'll finish in a place where they just get some money, maybe get a an exemption for next year or something. If they finish yeah. in the top ten, that that's probably what they're going for.
1: Yeah, for real, get a, get an exemption for next year and try to come back with a little less commotion and stuff.
0: Um, let's see here. So, I mean, let, I mean, let's talk our Nicholas and Normans. What kind of the what type of golfer really sets up really well for this, uh, for this course. Um, we do this every major. And it's really funny to me, the whole, the whole Normans aspect, we have do- we've been doing Nicholas and Normans now for like a year and a half and know, it kind of has it.
1: It's like totally different. It's totally different meaning. I right. Nicholas and, and Trump's, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, so what, uh, who do you got? Who do you think is going to do well this week? Who's your, who's All your, right, Nicholas?
1: so, uh, I I liked R- Rory's a very obvious pick. He just won last week. He's been playing really well. Um I expected a big year. Uh, Rory's been to me when he post Ryder Cup uh, um his interview, you know, yeah, he's clear as day to see that that this guy was going to be very motivated and and play really well this year. Um and he's done just that. So Uh, But not, I mean, last week he got the, the short game dialed in. um, And so he seems to be picking up right where he left off. So why not? Why not? And he came out at the PGA and fired off first round leader there. So, um, you know, it's just a matter of time before he's back in the winner circle uh, with a major championship.
0: Completely agree. I have the same uh, for Rory this week. He's just playing really well. For me, what's what's changed with him is it seems like his his like irons his short irons into the green now are just insane. He typically, I mean, he typically bombs bombs driver. He got away from that for a while, trying to be even even for, uh, longer off the tee. Yeah, uh, reeled that back, got back to his old self, and it just seems like he's almost automatic with a short iron in his hands now. Yep. And that's that's been his weakness. I, mean, I was talking to Dylan about it, actually, too, and he was just talking about there's a fundamental flaw in his swing when he gets into the shorter irons and the wedges into the green. Uh, so, so you can see that with his approaches last week. They, everything was just – he was dialed in from from wow. everywhere. He almost hit several of them in, in the cup from, from distance. So he uh, that's the biggest change for me. He's always been – his putting has always been okay. Good enough to win. I think on tour.
1: Yeah. Obviously absolutely.
0: he's one of the best. He's one of the uh, better players of his generation.
1: If you're so, I mean, you know, if you're struggling with your wedges and short irons, you're not leaving yourselves putts that you can make. And so right. and then, you know, you, you tie that portion of your game up and everything else is going to just fall into play, especially with the way he's been driving the ball the last yeah. couple of weeks, basically all season. So, right. Um, yeah. That's an easy one. Um, but uh, you know, there's no value in betting on him this week, right? But, There's no value uh, there. But a guy that to expect to do well. So um, who else I got? John Rahm. Uh, I, I I said I would expect him to. I, I said he defends the U.S. Open, so I had to pick him as a Nicholas on there. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I I think this. I mean, he's. He, he any course in rough conditions like this and stuff he's he's got to be in contention um he's too good of a golfer and there's to me he's got no real hole in his game so right um and then the other one and a guy that's doing well obviously right now um is uh and a, a guy that I've rode for a long time here and picked many times, but is Matty fitz um he was he played great last week. He, uh, I think I put him down for my uh, Nicholas in the masters and he let me down, but he's, uh, bi- why I picked him here is ve- he won. Um, he won the last U S amateur here that was held oh. at Brookline. So, uh, and he's got the game for this. He's accurate off the tee. He's not crazy long, but, uh, he's long enough mm-hmm. obviously. And he's got great iron play and and good short game. And when this his short game. Hot, when his putter's hot too, um, you know, I don't I don't worry about him on these greens. So uh, although I think he just put one in the bunker right there. Um, yeah, that's that. Those are my my Nikolai.
0: Excellent. Um, I, I had Roy with you. I think one other thing I wanted to add was I completely agree that his attitude has changed. It's back to I want to win every week. It's not I want to be yep. you know, I want to be perfect playing golf. It's just I just want to win each week. I think that interview after the Ryder Cup last year, that Ryder Cup seemed to, to be like a, a kickoff point for a lot of guys. It got a lot of people wanting to win again. Um, or Except catapulted. It said Daniel Berger, which he crumbled. But uh, <laughs> it, got, it got some guys you know, reinvigorated for the sport, which is really cool. Um, yeah. My other two Nicklases, I have Scheffler, who I think that he's the type of guy, he showed it at the Masters, he can miss a green and get up and down or he can miss a green and chip one in. He's got a tremendous short game. He's resilient. I feel that he really just, he's he doesn't make the huge mistake, and he's never really out of it. He can make par from almost anywhere. So that, I think that's a guy that you need at a U.S. Open. Yep. Big dude. He can handle this rough. Uh, he's, act, for the most part, accurate off the tee, but you can't really count him out. And I think just watching how he navigated himself around Augusta, I think that was just something that really not necessarily turned me on to him, but just what this course is demanding. I think that his game suits it. And then the other person I had was Xander Shoffley, likely another defector um, or possible. It's either him or Brooks. That's going anyway. He has fit. He's an, U.S. open machine. He's had top tens. And I think six of the seven U S opens that he's played. It's been incredible. Um, and he's just—I know he hasn't played all that great this year. Hasn't really won. Um, yeah, but he's been playing better, trying right? To the right way, right. And he's—he's he, he's one of those guys that has a great all-around game. Yeah. So uh, I put him in there just because if he's—you know—if he's a lock for a top ten, that's the type of guy you want to have as as a Nicholas because he's going to put himself into to have a chance to win in the end. Yep. Um, and one, so we should get into Norman's because for the second time this year. We have, uh, you have a Nicholas that I have as a Norman and it's the same person. It's John Rom. It's my guy. We, we are, we are, we are on opposite ends with, with John Rom. And here's why I picked him as a Norman love the guy. He actually had a really good round today. Uh, for the last six months, his short game has been not good by his standards and not good. uh, I I think it was the lower half of the tour. So, Mm -hmm. Just again, you know, he's great off the tee. We've seen him make huge putts, difficult putts, pressure pressure filled putts. Obviously, yep. last year, that's how he won the the, the U.S. Open, was back to back long birdie putts. I think that uh, that his short game isn't good enough to to win out here this week. And so, I guess what I shouldn't have, I don't think he's going to do terrible, terrible. But I, I don't think that he's going to have a shot, at, you know, on Sunday. I think he's just mm-hmm. going to be pretty much irrelevant. Um. Who uh, who's who else you got in the Normans? I I see one I I see one on here. Yeah, go ahead. Uh,
1: so my Normans, uh, I was very close to putting this guy as a, a Nicholas just because I love him, but I couldn't. I, I didn't expect big good things out of him. Um, just got married and had Luda at his wedding. For God's sakes, is Brooks. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so he's just been a little bit down. Um, Again, we both kind of are in agreement so we think he's gonna be the next big name to go over to the live tour. Right. Uh seems like that was almost made for him. Um, and then uh I've got so as the sun rises in the east and sets in the west, I will pick Bryson as my Normans in the major championship <laughs> if he qualifies for him. So I got Bryson down there as a Norman. Um, and then my last one is Phil, who I just I, I think through no fault i mean for for you know through i think unfairly has been the the uh kind of scapegoat for all the live tour criticism uh yeah when there's tons of other guys so he looked defeated going into his press conference on monday and as much as i wanted to see him come out here and kind of stick it to all these people and play really well i did not expect him to uh no so, uh
0: he- he was so far I, that it was so expected that he was going to play terrible for me. I didn't even put him into consideration for Norman because I, to me, it was just going to be a miscut no matter what. Well, look, him.
1: you're talking about the guy, what I, I'll, what's something that always sticks with me from that PGA championship that he won last year was after the round, he was talking about, he you know, he, he's finally able to put forth the focused you know, a focused 18 and then a focused, four rounds together. Um, and I mean, the last thing he could be this week with everything that's surrounding him again, and a little bit unfairly, I feel, um, is, is completely locked in and focused. So, right. um, and I think he's like seven over or something right now. So yeah, that uh, seems to be holding true.
0: Yeah. I had, uh, so you, so you had Phil Brooks and Bryson yes. or did you, did you cover Brooks yet? Yeah. Excellent. So I had, I had Brooks too. Um, And what's funny is we'll get into it for our bowl predictions. Uh, I did not see this year going the way it's been going for Brooks. Uh I thought that he was going to be healthy. Uh, His game was going to return. I thought that he was definitely going to be in contention for more events than he has. I didn't expect him to pretty much be an afterthought in most of the tournaments that he plays in. And it's kind of a bummer. I like having him when it's fun for the sport. It's exciting. I love when he's, when he was calling, you know, all these tryhards nerds I like that. <laughs> but that's that's also why I'm I'm so certain that he is leaving because he has said it himself. These other tournaments don't matter. Only the majors matter. And he's he's the first person that's ever said that.
1: Well, yeah, and, even in his interview, he's like, I don't even, I don't even play, you know, he goes, I play yeah. like a minimum. I don't <laughs> even, I don't <laughs>
0: even, I don't even practice for the other, for the other tournaments. I only, I only prepare for the majors. So that, if he, if it's not him, I don't know who it, uh, it would have to be Xander, but I, I just see, I just see Brooks going. Um, and then I have DJ too. And and here's the thing. The reason why I picked uh, DJ is just because he hasn't played. Yeah. He, he hasn't been playing. You can't go out to a U.S. You can't go out to a U.S. Open with your game and just with with a game that you just packed onto the flight that day and go out there and expect to win. No. Not to say I'm sure he puts in the work, but when your whole motto has been to join another tour so you play less golf, and you look at the interviewer and you laugh in his face and you say, "I want to play less golf." That tells me that you're trying to make money.
1: <laughs> yeah. You're not
0: trying to win. You got to play more golf to be better at golf. That's just how the game is. Yeah. You might be able to to, to click one off here and there uh, with, you know, if you catch fire, but you need to play. And these guys know that DJ knows that. Um, so yeah, I, I picked him just because he's the perfect Norman candidate. He, it's just crazy to see, um, you know, we're talking about Phil, we're talking about DJ, we're talking about Bryson a year ago. Think about how those guys were viewed, were viewed in terms of the, uh, of the game. You oh yeah. Yeah. Phil with the 50 winning, winning a, a major at 50 you have DJ. Who's the, who wins, who wins Rider the masters and fighter cup hero. And, and, Rider hero. And,
1: yeah.
0: and you have Bryson who's setting the tour on fire. He's actually shaking things up. He's making them essentially change the layout of golf courses because he's going to completely try to just bomb it. Uh, and you think that he's he's somebody who's going to be able to challenge for winning week in and week out with this new theory and this new strategy. And now there's kind of like ah oh, these guys are just a bunch of guys who do you never really like playing golf. They just they just want to make money.
1: Which is crazy to think about. But uh yeah. Like I said, dude, there's tons of athletes in pro sports that hate the sport they play um and are very good at it. So, it's just uh um you know, you're it's called for press professional sports for a reason. Yeah, yeah, totally. It's
0: not yeah, it's not the amateurs. They're it's not college football or college hoop. These no. guys are out there playing because uh you know they're getting paid to. So um we have bold predictions check-ins, but should we just do let's do gambling first? Okay, and then we'll dive into some bold predictions. How about that? Cool.
1: Um who you got this week here? What kind of bets you got? All right. So I threw in some top or some first round leaders. Those all stink. Shout out to the Butler though. Last week coming through, I said it uh, even though this came out afterwards, but I said I was going Wyndham Clark as one of my first round leaders and uh, the big bomb came through. So that was awesome. Uh, this week I'm going back to, uh, I'm going back home to a lot of guys that I've bet before. I got some J top 10. Uh, at plus 400 I got Shane Lowry top 10 at plus 290 and I took uh Matty Fitz top 10 at like plus 250 I think Excellent. and then uh I'm actually glad Matty Fitz just bogeyed a hole I think I'm knowing that he's going off in the morning I think I'm gonna put a little bet in on him to win tonight I was gonna just wait till probably Saturday Saturday morning and throw in a couple winner bets and see see what happens tomorrow. Excellent um any other ones is that is that it?
0: uh that's all that's all i got i I have three bets. I got two top tens. I picked uh Corey Connors at plus five hundred uh i'm i've been I've been on the davis Riley yep. uh train here the last couple of weeks. I got him at plus fifty for a top ten as well. I can't even find him on a leaderboard same with connors but i think they had I think they teed off in the afternoon, so hoping that, that changes soon. Uh, and then I threw a little bit on my long, my long shot, longhorn, Bo Hostler, uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> plus 45,000 to win. Nice. So I threw I threw a little bit of, of money on him. I saw him, he was one under earlier. I'm, I can't see where he is at today. All right, I could probably I check, think but he's done. He was in the morning group. I want to say he finished at one under, and I'll and I will take that. And uh, that's with the striking distance. I just feel that there's a little bit of uh something going on there. I keep seeing his name pop up. I keep running, in, running into him. I just think that he's the type of guy that uh, he has a pretty solid game, and usually these guys break through in some sort of way. And it seems like a t- the Texas Longhorns lately have just been taking the taking the tour by storm. So I'm really hoping that trend continues, especially with that bet. Riley, obviously a, a guy who's uh, up-and-coming rookie. And then Connors is super consistent. I really like his chances to – even though he's not the leading Canadian right now, um, I just like his chances to, to finish out the week nice in the top 10. So, all right, let's see here. Should we just jump into bold predictions? Do it. Okay. So I, it was actually fun re-listening to the podcast that we did at the beginning of the year, because we were right with a lot of these. Um, and we were a unified, correct on, on, uh, the on masters. The yeah. So breakthrough. And we said, and we said this
1: big year for him, right? Yeah. We said
0: breakthrough players. Who's your big, be, The
1: biggest year for him.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if if I would have saw him winning multiple tournaments, the Masters becoming the world number
1: one. No, no, no. Uh that's I, I figured I thought he'd win the Masters is like the big tournament on the year. Uh, right, but, yeah. We were t- and we were talking about the Ryder
0: Cup and what that did for these guys. And that was our main talking point was the Ryder Cup like unlocked something in him.
1: Yeah. The last round, right? Where he beats Rom. He um, beats Rom, the world number
0: one. Um, and then takes his throne later on in the year. Pretty crazy. Uh, won a couple of tournaments early in the, uh, before the masters wins the masters, the world number one, your boy won won a huge bet um, betting on him in November. Uh, we covered that
1: in the podcast, but you also had a uh, uh, LPGA. I got, I got Yalimi no for LPGA. She, she's played, she's, she's made the cut. She made the cut last week at the, uh, w- or two weeks ago at the women's us open. No victories for her, but uh, we got we got half a season left. We got a major coming up next week too, so uh, we'll see. Her game's not quite in the shape that I I expected after a strong finish last year. But again, we got we got two more majors and plenty more tournaments um, for her to for her to make up ground. Excellent. And then so then we had
0: let's see here. Then we had our picks for each major, the world number one, and then we had some expectations for Tiger. So for the U.S. Open. You touched on on this earlier. You had Rom repeating, and it's not too. He's not doing too bad right now. He's one under, three strokes back.
1: Uh, and I, goal hustler.
0: and and I, uh, I had Brooks reclaiming the throne, which i I picked him today as a as a Norman. That shows how things can change in a yep. matter of months. I, really, it, it's it's a bummer. I thought his I thought his game would uh would came back around. Um, I also saw that he is no longer playing Strixon ball or driver anymore, and remember we talked about this at the a t and t pro am I told you yeah. I kept seeing these guys with Strixon head covers. they take off the Strixon head cover, and it was some other club. It was either a tailor made or a Titleist or something else. It interesting. was interesting and it's it, it seems like uh he did that uh I heard Ricky's doing it did it too
1: um well Ricky's is it, always but he's been a Cobra guy through and through, right? Because right? right, but Puma, Puma and Cobra are the same company, aren't they?
0: Right. And so my whole point is that these guys that they'll they'll have they'll have their head covers, but when they take that bitch off, it's something else.
1: Dude, I always think of Shrixen as like just like the it's like a ball that I have in my bag that I found, you know. I found this <laughs> and when I'm playing like shit, I pull the Strixen out and like yeah. I just start teeing up with that instead of a nice uh, ball.
0: Is this over the water? Uh oh, bring out the strixen. <laughs> I was watching uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. the country club adjacent guys. Have you seen them? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Those guys are really funny. They had Brooks on there and they, they told him they told him oh, like, you know, Oh, good for you. You know, taking on a nonprofit for your, uh, <laughs> for, your <laughs> for your golf clubs.
1: <laughs> That's pretty funny.
0: <laughs> uh, as it was pretty good. Brooks reaction was pretty funny too, but um You know, it it really does seem when these guys take on, like, an offshoot brand. Like, I remember Justin Rose. uh, When he went to Hanma. Yeah, when he went to Hanma. And you see these guys leave, like, the major club guys, like Cobra, uh, Titleist, Callaway, or TaylorMade. It seems like they eventually, like, come back to either some part of their bag comes back to the major you know, club manufacturers for the most part. Well,
1: there's a reason why Titleist and TaylorMade and Callaway, you know, run golf. uh, Right. Because they're the best. On the notion of Cobras though, if anyone, if anyone here and listening, if you got a young kid that's left-handed that is getting into golf, or if you're left-handed and getting into golf and you want a, a set of irons, I still have my Cobra irons from, Years ago, they're they're fine. They're not like the best irons. But if you want like some dick around clubs and you're just trying to get in golf or you're just trying to get your kid in golf, shoot us a DM because I, I want to get rid of these things. I don't want them. I want them to go to like a good some someone that's going to use them. They're still good right. clubs. Uh, unfortunately, there's just not I can't find any left handers out there that I can give these things to. So yeah. DM us if you you know someone that's left-handed and looking for some free clubs. We'll uh, and if you're in the Bay Area, we'll I'll drive them to you. Shit,
0: <laughs> I love that, um, dude. That just reminds me I need to go get my clubs, my my old set of, of Nike Pro combos with that Sasquatch driver. I need to go pick those up. Yep. Um, next the next tournament we had for our bold predictions, we had the PJ Championship, and you had Cantley winning that, and I had Rory. Rory finished in uh, tied for eighth.
1: Yeah, he was up there, first round he leader. Was
0: up there. How did Cantley do? Uh, I'm trying to pull I that up. No,
1: I don't think he. I think he was just kind of middle of the road. Yeah, he's
0: he's down there. Cantlay is a guy like I was telling you. What's really funny about that is I'm a Cantley guy too, and I thought you know this is this is a guy who's going to take the you know take a stranglehold on the tour, and he's kind of had a disappointing first half of the year i would say
1: yeah considering how he finished last year considering how he finished last year you know i mean expectations very high with how he finished but um you know moving into we we still got one more major to cover but he's still number four ranked in the world yeah so still good. number four player in the he world He slide himself up into that one slot with a couple of wins <laughs>
0: should we yeah yeah and we'll get and we'll get to that too um but totally completely completely agree he's right there he's one i mean he's maybe a a couple wins away assuming that scheffler regresses a little bit um you know when you win when you get that much notoriety it might be a little bit harder to put in the work that you were doing um you know before you were the world number one like scheffler so uh yeah i mean the pga championship that was a that was a great tournament And, uh, it was, it was fun seeing Rory in the thick of things. He was also in the thick of things for the masters. So, well, at the end, he had a really good final round at the masters that brought him in. Yeah. Towards there was, there was a a chance there, but he was never really in. It was just a two man, two horse race for that. Um,
1: the open St. Andrews, you had Rory. Yep. Which still I real still looks promising. Still that looks, promising. looks like a good one. <laughs>
0: that looks really, really good. Especially if he doesn't win this uh this major. I yeah. think he's playing like a, a, again, he's really turned the corner. He's in it. Uh world number three. I don't I wouldn't be surprised if he got up to number two. Um he's not too far behind Rom. He's just he's a monster right now. I wouldn't want to be playing against him. And then uh, I had Jordan Speeth for that.
1: Where is Speeth at today? Is he even, did he even play? in? I mean, I'm sure he's playing, right? But I, I, I like haven't seen a single Speeth clip or anything. Yeah. I haven't seen much of him today. But I, I mean,
0: I like, I like how Speeth plays. Uh, he's a great putter. Uh, he's, he's won an open before. Um, Yeah. He's just one of those guys. He, he hits those hero shots. And if, if there's no trees or, uh, crazy, you know, rough keeping him from doing it. He can do it from any, from anywhere. So I thought he, I thought he had a chance. Obviously, I thought he was going to win a major this year because last year, I, you know, last year he was my Your breakout, guy. breakout guy, and he actually tore it up last year.
1: What a card. What a what a Jordan Speeth card today from Jordan Speeth. What do you got? got? A, uh, we got plus 2 on the day, tied for 59th with six bogeys and four birdies as only <sighs> as only Jordan can light up the scorecard like that. He's he's the right-handed Phil Mickelson. He's so guy. much fun to watch. Uh, so I hope he makes a cut. I hope he makes a good run and and we get to see him on Sunday.
0: All right. World number 1.
1: You want to get into who you had? i had i had as i mentioned earlier my guy uh i'll take my hat off for it even though no one can see that my guy no hat pat (laughs) climbing back up um i mean we're only uh a fedex cup playoff run away like my guy's been known to do you give him that big money maybe he's the next name going over give him that big money uh, (laughs) on the line (laughs) that's where that's where my dude shows up um but yeah, he's going to need to string off a couple little wins here um, yeah. to, to get make that happen.
0: Um, and I had Morikawa last year. He, he won the last major of the year. Um, he's got two majors under his belt. Was he's playing right,
1: really well earlier today. Uh, he
0: was. He is what the world number seven right now. He's gone down uh, two spots.
1: Kind of been uh, kind of not really heard of from the for the most part from this season, right? Right.
0: Mm-hmm. I, I i don't know
1: going through, i think he changed equipment right or uh i you know what i you know what actually i just read it was some weird thing i saw right of like you know like someone's post of how golf is hard or whatever and like uh he's he's typically a baby cutter of the yeah. ball and like they can't figure out why he's drawing balls all of a sudden um and so oh, that's not good for him well, I mean, shit. He was he was right up there. He was three under for a large part of today. So yeah, um, but yeah, I found that interesting. And comforting. I do too. I mean, because
0: him, John Rahm, DJ, those guys all have the same basic move, and that's that bowed wrist hitting that 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 cut. Yeah, and uh, if you if you if you're aiming left and you start drawing it, that's where that's where the big miss happens, and that that's not surprising, especially. When you have a guy like him who isn't that great of a putter, yeah, uh, yeah, so then I think that that wraps most of that up um in terms of both predictions. The last one we have is the expectations for Tiger, and this was before the p n c this was well, this was you know less than a year after his accident uh but I thought one thing that was interesting listening back on that podcast was we both thought he was gonna play this year. Yeah, Without a doubt.
1: geared towards the open, right? We both said he's the, the open was the playing date.
0: Yes, exactly. We thought uh I, I said, I think I said maybe back for Memorial, but no majors until the open. Well, uh, we are wrong on
1: that. Uh, we are wrong
0: on that. He was
1: back much sooner, played the okay, Masters. Okay. Although maybe, maybe I wish we were right on that as well. I think it's so too. It was to see him out there. Um, Yeah. We already know Tiger's a grinder. Um, I don't think I needed to see him out there limping his way to the finish. So, right. um, I mean, dude, we, I think we're, let's get healthy Tiger, and let's put a, together a good performance at the old course.
0: I like that. That's, I mean, that's, that's the one best suited for him. It's flat. The walk isn't hard. He can play link style golf. He doesn't have to carry, uh, D loft, the two iron D loft that hit those stingers all day. He doesn't even need a driver out there. Let it run. So that suits him really well. That's his favorite course too, to get another crack at that before, uh, you know, before the end of the year. I think that that's the way to go. Hopefully he gets another, another shot at, uh, at St. Andrews before he's like all said and done, you know, completely done playing the game of golf, at least at this level. Uh, But this is, I would just love to see it. would be a really storybook thing to see happen. Absolutely. And then, so in terms of uh, success, though, on tour, uh, I had that he might get a top 10, and we both kind of expected him not to win anything this year. Yeah. It's a long shot for a guy on one leg that's 46, 47 years old. Absolutely.
1: So. Absolutely.
0: No shame in that, Tiger. Right. Whoops. Sorry about that. So, all right. That that pretty much does it on, on our bold predictions. I can't think of anything else that we really covered. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um. All right. Well, let's, uh, let's wrap this up here. Let's talk a little bit of, uh, of, of game talk here, and then we'll finish with our up and down. All right. Sweet. So you got to play Yoko hey. I did. Um, we'll do a course review on that soon. But uh, overall, uh, what are your thoughts on your game?
1: Uh, dude, overall, I was very pleased. Uh, a course I'm not familiar with, and uh, I had a lot of pars. I had a lot of doubles, but the front nine were more so doubles of just like um missed short game errors right i had a couple of two chip holes and that's to be expected from a dude that has only you know played about 5 or 6 rounds this year uh um, yeah. but i was very encouraged on the back nine with my short game my ball striking was great um i said before that round i was just going to roll with eliminating the the left side of the golf course so um my miss has been kind of a little bit of I I was going to commit to just trying to pull the, pull the ball. And if I did pull it, I was, you know, accepting my, my pull miss. Um, And that actually, I had some bad pulls off the tee, but overall that led me pretty well. And I I struck the ball very well throughout the entire day. Uh, My putting will get there. My short game, like I said, I hit a lot more better shots um, through the short game at the second portion of that. But I think I'm just going to stick with that. Take take that i may be uh i may be subject to the pull miss every now and then but eliminate completely slicing a ball and really fading one out out of play off the the left hand side of the course for me as a lefty um and then also i got my first fairway bunker sandy par out on oh i fucking nuked a uh i nuked a two iron off the tee into a bunker should have never been in that bunker um, absolutely smoked the two iron a little further so I was sitting about a hundo out and I uh, stuck one on the green um, over another bunker uh, that was right in front of it and then two put it up for for a nice fairway sanity par so I was I was pretty pleased off that awesome I love that
0: and the course was, was pretty cool. I mean, we, we can get into the details later, but Dude, just the course like a, great. a summary. Great
1: time, great time. Um, for me. Right. I've been on here and I've said I, I struggled earlier in the year. I wasn't happy with my game and I just wasn't having very much fun playing golf um, at given times. But mm-hmm. I, I I had a blast. Um, so uh, it, it, it was cool. It was probably the most fun I've had all, all year playing playing around. Um,
0: awesome. Uh, cool. Anything else on Yokodehe?
1: No, no, I'll, I'll get into it on the review. But no, it was great.
0: Nice. I actually got to play twice this last week. Was not anticipating yeah. that. Um, I wasn't anticipating playing either course. So I played Tahoe City, uh, nine-hole golf course in in Lake Tahoe. I played, with, played it with my wife. Female designed and female ran. Let's go. It was awesome. The course was great. Uh, really fun. Not too. I mean, it, it's challenging, but not too challenging. Interesting has some holes that made you think um, overall uh, what went well, what, 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 did not driving the ball was not good. Iron, iron shots were awesome. Um, hit some really good, really. I played really well with my irons, no shanks, no loss, no lost balls. Really. The, the only thing was being long because we're playing an altitude. So mm-hmm. that was the only downside of that. Uh, and then missing. Short putts, which absolutely drives me crazy. Um, I'll give a course review on that. But the main thing that I did recently was I played uh, Olympic Club yesterday. And I've been waiting for an invite to do that. Shout out, Fabian. Thank you so much for uh, taking me out there. Uh, Incredible, incredible day. Got to play a twilight round there. I did not play well on the front nine at all. Uh, I had a sandy par on a par five, which was pretty cool on hole four up and down. Um, but I was, again, I was misreading putts. I was, I, I was making it too difficult. And then my driver was just left, right, left, fast forward to the back nine and the sun's going down. So we start playing quickly and all of a sudden playing quickly when I'm taking my mind out of it and and being a little bit too, you know, overthinking, Yep. started hitting fairways with distance, started hitting my irons better, uh, and started making putts start hitting more greens and making putts. My I had 4 birdies in the back nine.
1: Yeah, the um the the, that's awesome. 4 birdies on the back nine is fucking sweet. Uh dude, the the mental game and taking your head out of it, sometimes like that's I wasn't not having fun playing golf for no like because I didn't like playing with like my boys and you guys, right? It's just right. all like my own head. So when you can relax your mind and just play and swing freely, it makes so much of a difference. Um, and it's finding that little that little space in your mind, whatever it is that's going on is so difficult.
0: I completely agree. And I I figured something out with the putter once I simplified the breaks of the putts and started stopped trying to be so fine with it and it was like, okay, this looks like it, this looks like it does this. Instead of trying to be like, oh, well, you know, the ocean's over here, this is over here, yeah. this could be influencing. I just played what it looked like and I started where, making where are you,
1: where are you gonna send this ball?
0: Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> and, and so it really, it really turned around on the on the on on hole twelve. I bogeyed the first two, and then I went birdie, birdie, birdie. I'm sorry, yeah, birdie, 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 par, par, birdie. And that's what really did Ooh. it for me. On uh, the, I have all these one putts. I made a putt off the fringe that went in, so that was a zero putts.
1: Nice. Uh,
0: and then on hole seventeen is a hundred and. 78 yard par par three, I put I put it within it was a sucker pin too behind a behind a bunker, I put it within like three feet and tap that guy in, so caught caught fire there, played really well again. Uh, we played with Patrick this guy Patrick who was who played had a phenomenal round, but it was uh my scorecard was terrible in the front terrible in the front shot I had a ten stroke swing between the front nine and the back nine that's the the
1: the life of an amateur
0: golfer sir sure. that is that is but uh yeah i'll do course reviews on both both of those maybe we'll just do that together we'll do uh, Yoko Dehe and then tahoe city and uh olympic club sounds good should we get into up and down and wrap this up let's do it
1: all right what do you got for up um ups let's see first foremost big ups shout congrats to my uh lovely roommates of the last like seven years they just had uh their first daughter born this morning at 3 30 in the morning little little mila dylan nice and healthy so um i can't so wait to had
0: go. his had his baby today
1: yep yep this wow. morning uh so um can't wait to go home tomorrow meet her, um and uh begin life again as an uncle with with my living my newest live-in uh toddler roommate that's uh, awesome buddy. Yeah, I'm super happy for them. Um, Baby's all healthy. Everything's going well. So congrats to them. Uh, Then let's see. Another up. My dude, uh, one of my youngsters, all of my little youngsters that just graduated eighth grade and are going to high school. Um, But one of my youngsters, Carter, uh, he he fired off a 75 last week at Monterey Pines in his tournament and got second place. Oh, Nice. nice. And then... He uh he just got through the first round of qualifying this week for uh drive chip and putt, wow. and so he uh he uh he's got multiple rounds, but he was telling me he was juicing it like 225 230 into a stiffed win, and then the uh kid that beat him out and got first, but they still both moved through had the wind, no wind going, but uh. Shout out to up and up for my guy Carter. Um, have been training up for about like 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 eight year or not eight years, eight months. Um has gotten a lot stronger, hated strength training, told him I was like, bro, you're gonna be such a better golfer, uh, the stronger you get. So um shout out to him for sticking to the program and and tearing it up.
0: Right on. Excellent, excellent. Um, let's go. You go down and then we'll end on an up on my up.
1: Um, all right, cool. My down is, um, dude, uh, just the, the coverage from the U.S. Open this week uh, bummed me out earlier this week. I don't want to shed too much on it. Uh, let's keep golf, golf, and keep politics, politics. Don't mix the two. I, I watch golf. I follow golf because I don't want to deal with the bullshit that is politics. So right. um, I don't I, I don't need to see that. Let's make it about the U.S. Open. Let's make it about these guys that are – Playing great tournaments and and kicking ass and grinding out here, and not about some some bullshit sideshow.
0: Yeah, uh, that's funny because I had the same thing that <laughs> this exact same thing I had for down is tired. Of, I'm tired of all the live talk in terms of that regard. I like talking about it for uh, what it is.
1: Yeah, for, yeah, yeah. For you like the it, format, etc. I'm I'm game. We've, all, we've all
0: talked that. we've talked about it at length that we think that the the PGA Tour should do this. So maybe this is what Phil is trying to say is from the very beginning was that this is the type of like, he's tried to float these ideas to Jay for years. And the only thing that makes him change his mind is force. And you have to, you have to come to the table with some leverage. Otherwise he will not listen. So it's starting to sound like the things that Phil has said about Jay, it's starting to really look like that's the case. Um, so oh, Fitzpatrick just rolled in a birdie for you. Let's go. Uh,
1: oh, I don't want that. I want. I want him to. I want him to finish like one. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, I can bet him. You know who? What else? I saw. Oh, I see it. So a name, someone that's two under that I'm probably going to bet tonight because uh, future you or former U.S. Open winner, little Gary Wood Wilson. Oh, staff I saw out it. There. Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: other other down. Um, you know, it, it's good to not have many. So I'm just going to say, I'm just going to go with you on yours. Don't really have too much else. Uh, I guess just not, it's still live tour related. Just not being able to see, you know, DJ and Phil easily. I have to go search for them on uh, YouTube on YouTube. So up, I turned my putting around, dude. I, I, I figured something out. I'm not kidding that back nine. I figured something out to where it was like, I expected to make putts. And that's the first time that's happened in over a year. Uh, I also drove the ball really well. And so I think I have a couple of things figured out what I need to get, what I need to get, uh, more consistent is my mid to long irons. Cause now those are all of a sudden a problem. Everything else seems like it's trending the right direction. And then lastly, up the warriors, the warriors watching them grind that win out on, on Friday was pretty impressive. Uh, uh, I, I did not think that, um, they were going to be able to do that. Uh, so just being able to watch them, being able to watch them in the, in the finals again, seeing those guys work their tails off the big three, they're still, it it really does show what a championship, uh, mindset can do, even if they're not playing at their best, they're still pulling out wins and figuring out ways to get it done. Absolutely. Also the, the way the whole organization is run. You just love it that it's your team because if I was another team in the NBA, I'd be trying to find rules and loopholes to get these guys off the Warriors roster because the War- the Warriors have a a path to where they can spend all this money. I know it's a golf podcast, but they have an, a, a path to making uh, as much or paying as much money to these players as they as they want.
1: Uh, yeah, no, I, I have agree. The rest, I I would give the Lightning an up, but they just started the Stanley Cup playoffs or the Stanley Cup final, and I got too much. I got too many goddamn lightning tickets throughout the, uh, from the playoffs and throughout the series to, uh, that I need to cash for them, or I need them to win the Stanley Cup to cash. So I can't, I can't jinx myself, but they're amidst uh, a three-peat and history run as well. Excellent, excellent. Down 1-0, folks. You have till Saturday. Bet them to win the series in six. Free money. Th- thank me later. <laughs> I love
0: it. Uh, we're both going to be playing Seascape this weekend. Not together, but we'll both be playing. Yep. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll see you out there. Maybe we'll run into you. Let's get together. Next week, we'll recap yep. we'll Recap the uh, U.S. Open. We will do our course reviews. We'll just do bang, bang, two podcasts back to back. We'll do the course reviews for the last courses that we played, Yoko Dehe, Tahoe City, and the late course at the Olympic Club. Sweet. Sounds good. All right, my man. See you next week. All right, brother. Peace. That does it for this episode of the Sandy Pars Podcast. We want to thank you all for joining us, and if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or anywhere you get podcast content. Join us next week to recap the U.S. Open for a couple course reviews, including Yoka Dehe, Tahoe City, and Olympic Club. Lastly, be sure to follow us on Instagram at Golf and visit our website, SandyPars.com, for a full library of podcasts and additional golf content like course reviews, reading guides, and more. Special thanks to our producer, Ryan Thiessen, and until next time, hit him straight.